sing like the birdies sing. Tweet, 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 tweet. Let's all sing like the birdies sing. Tweet, 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 tweet. Let's all warble like nightingales. Get out there in Birdland in San Santebitz along with uh, Chip Darmstadt. Your weekend edition of the For the Birds as we uh, right into June. Uh, June, you know, it seems like it's sunny one day, it's raining the next, sunny one day, it rain the next. But uh, here we are. I love it, man. It's uh, I'm ready for summer. Yeah. No, it, I'm not sure I'm not ready for 90 degrees, but yeah. whatever, I'll take it. Yeah, we'll take we'll take eighty degrees, slight breeze, and sunny. That's what we'll take, you know. <laughs> All good stuff. So um, we, we were talking about turns uh, in previous shows, and um, we got another one we want to we want to highlight that we didn't mention. I guess I guess we didn't mention it, right? Totally forgot. My my son Sam, who is an avid birder, asked, oh, "So what did you record on for the birds?" And I said, "Oh, we talked about turns. You know, common turn, black turn." He's like. Well, what about Caspian turn? Like, oh, Caspian <laughs> turn. <laughs> Which is like pretty much the most common turn you see in Vermont these days. Yeah. Well, we have Caspian Lake. Any Caspian turns on Caspian Lake in Greensboro? Yeah. You know, probably occasionally. Um, you know, they're more uh, often seen in the Champlain Valley um, on Lake Champlain and some of the bigger ponds and lakes like Shelburne Pond, but. I, you know, I first saw my first one in Vermont, I think around in 2005, in Middlesex at Wrightsville Reservoir. So they can stray or move around um, away from some of those bigger water bodies. But uh, this, you know, it's a relative newcomer to Vermont, and, and but getting more and more common all the time and really the, the probably the most common turn we have now in the state. Mm. The Caspian turn. So, what does a Caspian turn look like? Well, they're huge. First of all, they're they're the largest turn in the world. Uh, so, very big turn, uh, bright red beak. You know, like other turns, mostly um, white upper parts and under parts, um, with a black cap, uh, or really a whole the whole crown is black, uh, at least this time of year. But, you know, it's the size and that, you know, bright red beak and the very streamlined look, turn-like look that, um, that distinguish it. Uh, much bigger than our uh, much rarer common turn in Vermont. It looks very different from the black turn, which is pretty local in the state. Mm-hmm. And um, so some of the bigger uh, bodies of water, the, um, the, the turn, and... Um, there's probably numerous turns around the world, right? Ha, ha, ha. Um, there are many turns. Um, the show's taking a turn for the, uh, mm-hmm. the birdiest here. Yeah. Nothing. Uh, lots of turns around the world, and the Caspian turn is found, I think, on every single continent um, except Antarctica. So, it's a, it has a worldwide distribution. And as I mentioned a little bit ago, it's, it's a relative newcomer to Vermont. Um, they were seen, I don't know when the first record is for, is for Vermont, but they became more and more frequent in the state in the 90s. And there wasn't um, a nesting attempt, as far as anyone knows, until the year 2000 on Young Island in Vermont. So, again, um, 
it's, uh, as far as the avian history of Vermont, it's, it's very new to the state. Mm. Uh, it's gotten quite common. Uh, I don't know how many islands it's nesting on, but I think it nests on Papa Squash and Young Island, Four Brothers Islands. Uh, you know, later in the summer, you'll see young Caspian terns begging for food at Delta Park, places like that. Mm. Um, Shelburne Bay. Uh, so, yeah, they've gotten pretty, pretty numerous in the state and lots of fun to watch them fish. Yeah. And they, uh, they're ground nesters? Ground nesters, yep. So, um, usually on islands, mostly unvegetated islands, same kind of islands you might have cormorants or ring-billed gulls nesting on. So nest right on the ground. Yeah. So June is here. Um, lots of activity. You know, lots of young birds are out and about. And I guess we could say for the most part that the migration is over, right? Yeah, it's over. Um, although, you know, it's it's not quite over for, for some shorebirds, some sandpipers. And for some sandpipers, they're even starting to think about heading south already. Mm-hmm. These, these uh, sandpipers, shorebirds that nest up in the Arctic, uh, if they fail at their first nesting attempt, they often head southward. So, yeah, but yeah, you're right. Migration is pretty much over. All the warblers are in place. Uh, the peewees are back. So uh, I was up on Mansfield the other day, and Bicknell's thrush were singing away. So, yeah, even our later migrants are here. Nesting is well underway. As you pointed out, lots of young birds uh, already out of the nest. Yeah, and so the big nails, that's where it goes from uh, Mount Mansfield directly to, uh, was it the Dominican Republic? Is that where they where they end up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Dominican Republic and maybe a little bit in Haiti. And I don't know if they've, um, VCE, Vermont Center for Eco Studies, has been studying them on their wintering grounds for many years now. And, I know they've searched on Cuba and Puerto Rico, and I think maybe they found them in Cuba. I can't remember, but uh, mostly the, the stronghold is certainly the Dominican Republic. Yeah, and we are mentioning about migration. One of the things that's been fueling the, um, the avian influenza is how it spreads is through migration. So you may have, uh-huh. heard, you may have heard about it in some of the domestic flocks um, around the United States, maybe in uh, chickens or geese or, or turkeys. Uh, but it's transmitted through wildlife. And we've had a few cases in Vermont. I think maybe three or four bald eagles have been found. Um, you know, people, of course, I think, you know, see a bald eagle and they, they're, you know, stunned that it's, it has died or sick. Um, so it's been tested. We've maybe had a turkey vulture, maybe a, a Canada goose. And we've only had... Um, uh, you know, one flock in Vermont um, have it was a backyard um, flock uh, that was infected with it. But uh, big concern. You may have seen some of the national stories where you know hundreds of thousands of birds have, wow. have died um, in the uh, domestic flocks uh, because they have to be depopulated and so forth um, with it. And uh, so yeah, so that's been part of it. But it's fueled by the migration, and as the migration slows down. I think what was that? Yeah. What was that bird for? Is it bird forecast we had? What was that uh, little? Uh, oh, birdcast. 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 Yeah. So you can track, uh, you know, where where the migration is in uh, in Vermont and around the country through birdcast, and you get to see that, you know, it's it's definitely slowed down. But you know, peak migration when things are really 
hopping with avian influenza, it was that, you know, depending what part of the country you're in, it was that, you know, March, April, May movement of a lot of birds and easily spread that way. Wow. Well, I'm glad, glad it seems to be slowing down. You know, it's probably more easily detected, of course, than, you know, domestic birds and bigger birds like bald eagles and Canada geese. But uh, you, I always wonder about smaller birds like warblers. If, you know, a warbler dies of it, who's mm. going to know, right? Right. Well, that's, you know, that's how it's discovered. Like, you know, you wake up one morning and there's you know, some of your backyard chickens are either sick or have died. And that's usually like, that doesn't just happen overnight, but they get the bird flu and then, you know, they're tested and then, um, you know, that, that's that's how it works. But yeah, you're right. There probably are ones we don't even know about, don't notice. Of course, we notice a, a sick or a dead bald eagle on the shore. So um, that's how they were, you know, picked up and tested. Yeah. So remember last year there was um, this mysterious bird illness that I don't know. I know there were some thoughts that it might be linked to the cicada emergences um, mm-hmm. further south, and it wasn't happening really in Vermont. This, uh, but it was. I don't know if uh, anyone ever figured out what the root cause of that uh, mystery illness was, but it was impacting lots of birds further to the south and in the Midwest, I believe. Yeah. The cicada emergence was one theory I remember. Yeah, gosh, that was last summer, wasn't it? Wow. Yeah, that was quite a, like, what's that, every 16, 17 years, 14 years, whatever it is, they come out? Right, yeah, some prime number, I guess, maybe 17. Yeah, 15. yeah, something like that. Well, good stuff. Well, everyone, enjoy your uh, enjoy your uh, June weekend. Um, enjoy uh, enjoy the birds, and we have to uh, we have to fly out of here for another weekend. I'm Anson Tebbets. Chip Darmstadt. For the birds. Let's all sing like the birdies sing. Wait, wait.